How is a great album that was so important to my formative years 25 years old? How am I almost 25 years out of high school? Pearl Jam's Yield is 25. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Smart Ass Supernova podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at smartass underscore supernova underscore podcast. On February 3rd, 1998, Pearl Jam released their fifth studio album titled Yield. I was 17 years old, about four months from turning 18, and I was a senior in high school. Let's go back into Pearl Jam's history to understand how they came to yield. So everyone knows about Pearl Jam's rise on their first album, 10, which had a number of huge singles, Alive, Even Flow, Jeremy, Black, all huge radio hits. Uh, even Yellow Better, which was not included on the album and was a B-side, was and is now still a huge, huge radio song in the rock formats. Uh, they followed that album up with the second album, Verses, and had had its fair share of rockers, Alive, Go, and Dissident. But it's more known for its mid-tempo songs, Daughter and Elderly Woman Behind a Counter in a Small Town. After these two albums... Pearl Jam released Vitology. That album opened up with the first single, Spin the Black Circle, which was a love letter to vinyl. But the album is more known for its massive hit, Better Man, and its rock radio staple, Corduroy. Also, Vitology was known for, at that time, setting the record in opening week sales of of over 1 million albums sold. Around this time, after these three albums built Pearl Jam into a massive band, the band started to face problems with fame. Uh, Eddie Vedder, especially, because Eddie was known for his personal lyrics, Um, his personal life was invaded plenty of times by fans uh, and Security became a concern. The band had issues. Eddie Vedder, lead singer, had become the poster boy of the band. And, of course, when that happens, each band member wants to put their own stamp on the band, and and egos can flare and clash. So at this point, the band took a step back. Pearl Jam had done work with Neil Young, uh, and then they released the Merking Ball uh, disc uh, that had two songs, I Got It and The Long Road. And they followed this up with No Code. And No Code was an experimental, not singles, popular, driven album. Uh, first 
uh, single, which I think was the weakest single off that album, Who You Are, was released. Very Eastern-influenced sound. Um, it was. It is a great album. Um, it just didn't have that popular sound at the time. Uh, Hail, Hail, great song. But, but the album did fade away fast, even though, if you ask most fans today, No Code is highly regarded as, as one of their best. So you could say early 98 was a real interesting time in music. Uh, Pearl Jam had dropped away from popular culture. Um, they were the only band left out of the big Seattle sound, the big four from Seattle. Uh, you know, with Nirvana, Kurt Cobain had died. Uh, Soundgarden broken up. Alice in Chains uh, with Lane's death had ended um, and STP they were on the outs Wyland had left the band at that point uh, if you looked at the music at that point you, you had you know the harder sounds of the new metal was starting to grow corn was becoming big at that point uh, you had Marilyn Manson at the time uh, the, the the more electronic rock driven uh, like Prodigy was big. So it was definitely a different sound from the early to mid-90s uh, in the rock world. As per Pearl Jam 20, in early 97, the band had come to terms with their fame. Uh, they wanted to make some tunes that were more accessible uh, than No Code. They had worked with producer Brendan O'Brien previously, but the band thought about recording without him uh, and then maybe have him come in at, on the end uh, to put his spin on it. But after some heated discussions, we'll say, they wound up collaborating and working together. Brendan O'Brien considers this, describes this album as a sonic equivalent of the sun bursting through the clouds. To this point, this album is considered their most collaborative, uh, adding more contributions from guitarist Stone Gossard and bassist Jeff Ament. Given to Fly was the first single off of Yield, uh, and it really, per... Guitarist Mike McCready, as he describes it, was written about him getting his life together and awakening a period of renewal, learning how to relive. Uh, it goes through peaks and valleys and, and builds to this end of the song, as a lot of songs on this album do. Um, so that was the first single. The, the second single off this album was Wishlist, and that was uh, a list of 13 unfulfilled desires that Eddie had written out. Uh, on the song In Hiding, uh, guitarist Stone Gossard said he rig originally recorded that riff on a microcassette recorder and he initially entitled it Morning Song. A last minute add to the album was the song Do the Evolution. It was never released as a single, but it did receive a Grammy nomination for Best Hard, hard Rock Performance. Um, the song is based on the novelist Dan Quinn's novel, Ishmael, which deconstructs the idea that humanity is the peak of evolution. And it was the first video that Pearl Jam did since 
the Jeremy video off of the album 10. They had stopped doing album uh, videos uh, with Black. They did not want to do a video with Black and was it, were against the idea of doing videos. Uh, this video was a cartoon. Uh, it was directed by Kevin Altieri of uh, Batman the Animated Series and Todd McFarlane of Spawn. Uh, and it depicts in the cartoon video the evolution and downfall of man. Yield was Pearl Jam's fifth album. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 charts. It uh, had sold 358,000 copies in its first week. And it was held off from the number one spot by that freaking Titanic soundtrack. Uh, up to this date, it has been certified platinum with over 1.9 million buys. So there I am at 17. My favorite band that had blown up as the pop, most popular band in the world had pulled back from it and done something extremely experimental, something that just stepped away from the mainstream. And with no code, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely something different. And Pearl Jam from 94, 95 at their heights after Vitology had now spent... Two, three years, you had the Ticketmaster debacle. Believe it or not, kids, Pearl Jam did take on Ticketmaster before Taylor Swift did. And they failed. Uh, they tried doing a tour without them. It was a disaster. And let's face it, the music scene had changed. Pearl Jam was not the biggest thing in the world anymore. So they come out with this album... That is on the cover, just a photo of the big open sky from Montana and a yield sign. And the first single was this song, Given to Fly. And it really encompassed this newer sound from this band. Gone is the, the jock rock anthems. And, and this is this song that really, we'll, we'll get into Given to Fly in a bit. So... At 17, 18 years old, I'm listening to this, and this is a new age of Pearl Jam. As I'm going into, into a new age, it's my favorite band going into a new age. As I'm crossing that border into a new growth age in my life. And this album just so encompasses that time of my life where my thoughts were being opened a little bit more. And... and their lyrics, Eddie's lyrics are, are, are opening up more, getting more philosophical, and, and it really just connects. And I'm going to explain my love for this album going song by song. I've looked around on the internet trying to find out why they use the title Yield. And the best answer I can get is that it was a yielding to nature. And, and we'll get into this it, it's an overlapping idea. Um, so there you are. Got your CD. You've heard Given to Fly on the radio. You're like, this is different, but it's good. I'm curious. Pop on the CD. What's the first thing that comes out? Brain of Jay. And the guitars blaze. And it's an opening virgin on a punk rock song with the first lyrics of who's got the brain of JFK. And it's got that... Almost an old school 
70s mentality, but also an American, mentioned in JFK, it's very American. And the chorus breaks out into, the whole world will be different soon. The whole world will be relieving. Almost a deafening guitar solo in this song. And the, the lyrics that really spoke to me, and I think speak a lot to where the band was at this time, is end by name, the name they gave me, the name I'm letting go. At that point in my life, 17, 18 years old, it's time for me to make my own name as much as I wish I did back then. That's a whole different story. And I could see the band at this point kind of lifting off the shackles of you made us something. We became big. We became what you wanted us to be. We were this big corporate monster. We stepped back, tried to step away from it. Now we're just letting it all go and just going to be a, a band. This band is, is, is letting it go and just enjoying being a band again and having fun playing just great rock music. The next song, so you've got this hard rocker, and then you bring it down. They, they take it down on the second song, and that song is Faithful. And this is really almost, a re- huh. well, duh, Faithful. But it does have this religious feeling, and there's a great line in this song. The man upstairs is used to all of this noise. I'm through with screaming. And it builds up and it echoes. Nobody hears a ghost until it gets to that chorus. And, and yes, it's a chorus of the song, but it does feel like a, a choir in church singing. We're faithful. We all believe. We all believe. Next song on the album is Given to Fly. And this song has that story time feeling. And it's this fable of this given to fly about this person who gets their wings and it opens up with the, he could have tuned in, tuned in, but he tuned, tuned out. Song goes on to builds up to the end. He float, floated back down cause he wanted to share his keys to the locks on the chains. He saw everywhere. 17 year old. This, this just hits me. And yeah, the band is doing this bedtime story fable type song. And, and the lyrics go on. He floated back down because he wanted to share the key to locks on the chains he saw everywhere. But first he was stripped and then he was stabbed by faceless men. Well, effers, he still stands. And he gives, he still gives his love. He just gives it away. The love he receives is the love that is saved. And sometimes is seen a strange spot in the sky, a human being that was given to fly. It's about stepping above it all, stepping away from those who persecute us. And if you can step away from that, you can become everything, anything. Next track was, was wish list, as I said before, was 13 uh, unfulfilled wishes that Eddie put into a song and he sang. And it starts off with my favorite one was I wish I was a neutron bomb for once I could go off. And for me, that's 17, 18 years old. You do have all this unresolved angst and anger and and you're ready to go out in that world. And sometimes you wish you could just explode. And sometimes you do explode. That that always stuck with me. 
Uh, Pilot is the weakest song on the album, but the chorus is like Pilot. I have a like Pilot. I have a dog is is very hummable. Next, we're going to do the evolution. And do the evolution, as we spoke before, was really about this idea that, that man isn't the peak of evolution. And, and through the lyrics, uh, there's this great lyric, I am ahead, I am advanced, I'm the first mammal to make plans, I crawled the earth, but now I'm higher, 2010, watch it go to fire. Okay, that, the 2010 prediction or line didn't really happen, but well, who knows, maybe it did. We're just living in a simulation or something. Hmm. Uh, this is followed by a, a quick track called Entitled. It, it's an interlude. There's nothing really to pay attention to it. It's Jack Irons, who was the drummer for this this uh, album. Uh, Jack Irons originally played in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, was a friend of Eddie's, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I, Jack Irons, I am a big fan of Jack Irons. Um, you know, in between David Bruzy and, and later on Matt Cameron, amongst other drummers, I do think Jack Irons uh, was a bit unsung. Um, he did couldn't tour with the band because I believe he had anxiety to problems, and and I, and I do like his work. Um, next, we go off to two songs, which I feel are two songs in one, and they're two sides of a coin. And the first song, MFC, I won't get into the many different ideas of what MFC stands for. I believe it's my effing car, but whatever. It could be many different things. This is one of Pearl Jim's many songs that they've written about driving away or driving away from something. It starts with uh, Rearview Mirror on Verses, and, and they've had many songs like that since. And you, you get this is a more upbeat, driving song. And, and you definitely feel like the character in, in these two songs is, is, is just had it and is driving away from something. And this great line in that song, they said that timing was everything, made him want to be everywhere. There's a lot to be said of nowhere. This is followed up by the song Low Light. And while you had this 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 more this faster paced guitar driven mfc low light is just calmer it's almost like the picturesque in a movie where your uh the lovers are sitting on the hood of their car and on a farm or somewhere in like iowa or kentucky or something where there's nothing out there except the windmill spinning and, and them looking up at the sky and and the clouds and there's just this this just peaceful feeling to it and there is a there is a line in there that refers to a car crash so i could totally be taking this song the wrong way but just the sound of the guitars there that's what the image it puts in my head and once again there's this great line it says can't wear my mask your first my last now me as a 17 year old going to be an 18 year old you're getting into deeper relationships and, and I can't wear my mask, so I'm opening up myself to someone f- for maybe the first time. And, and it's really letting yourself and your feelings be known to someone. And it's just this, this feeling of, of fear, but, but just ha- pure happiness. And just 
it's just this great young love feeling that I've always loved in this song. Next, we come up to In Hiding. Now, In Hiding, if I had to put it, had to make a top five Pearl Jam songs list, it would be extremely hard to decide. I'd want to say Hail Hail's probably in there, just for an example, but In Hiding would be definitely on the list. In Hiding is one of my five favorite Pearl Jam songs of all time. And this whole song is about an introvert like myself, and it's about recharging. And much like the song, the song starts out a bit slower, and it builds up to the chorus, the I'm in hiding. And it's just like when the world gets too much, you need to step back and step away and close those drapes and disappear from the world for a little bit so you can recharge. Yeah, I'm going to be that annoying and read the entire lyrics of In Hiding. But to me, this is not just lyrics. This is the truth. I shut and locked the front door, no way in or out. I turned and walked the hallways and pulled the curtains down. Yeah, I knelt and emptied the mouths of every plug around. But nothing sound. Nothing sound. I'd stay where my last step left me, ignored all the rounds. Soon I was seeing visions and cracks along the walls. They were upside down. I swallow the truth to keep from lying. I swallow my face just to keep from biting. Yeah, I swallowed my breath. I went deep. I was diving. I was diving. Yeah, I surfaced when all of my being was enlightened. I'm in hiding. It's been about three days now since I've been above ground. I'm no longer overwhelmed and it seems so simple now. Yeah, it's funny how things change so much. It's all state of mind. I swallow the truth to keep from lying. I swallow my face just to keep from biting. I am. I swallow my breath. I went deep. I was diving. I was diving. Yeah, I surfaced when all of my being was enlightened. Now I'm in hiding. Next up is Push Me, Pull Me. It's a perfectly okay song. It's overshadowed by the better songs on the album, but it did have an amazing line. And that line goes, Like a cloud dropping rain, I've discarded all thought. I'll dry up, leaving puddles on the ground. I'm like an opening band for the sun. And finally, they close with a slower song, All Those Yesterdays. Another great line from this album in this song. What are you running from? Taking pills to get along, creating walls to call your own, so no one catches you drifting off and doing all the things that we all do. Let them wash away all those yesterdays. This is the band letting the past just wash away and everything they did to try to get through it. And this really, this album became the blueprint for this band's music going forward. It went from jock rock, experimental, to just letting go and becoming this amazing band that they were going to become going forward from here.
I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, Pearl Jam wasn't good after their first album. Uh, if you're listening to the radio, yeah, of course, you would only think they were good for those songs. But as they grew and developed as a band, they became so much more. And, and for myself, who grew up with this band, and, and for someone who likes those lyrics, those deeper philosophical lyrics, and, and likes to think about my place in the world and, and people's place in the world by myself with others, myself in, in the, the, the giant spirit of the world, of the universe, or whatever you want to call it, the higher power. For me, this is where Pearl Jam stepped out and became one of the great classic rock bands, for lack of a better term, in the lexicon of great rock music. And they became this huge arena rock band. And for me, this album helped me become that person I was growing into at that time. And that's why it's amazing that this album is 25 years old. And after 25 years, every listen, this album, start to finish, is still amazing. And while I don't think it's their best album, it is my favorite Pearl Jam album. Thank you for listening. Anytime you want to drop a line on the Instagram, please do. Please listen to all these shows, that, all the episodes I put out. I appreciate anything you listen to. Hey, I ask you, give me 20 to 30 minutes a week. That's all. It's not a lot out of your time. I just try to hang out, have fun, try to share really cool things with you. And I hope you listen again. And this is... The Smart Ass Supernova Podcast, signing out. Thank you. Okay, so I'm editing this uh, episode of this podcast, and I realized in my notes I left out the song No Way. Uh, no Way is a good song. Um, that's, that's about it. I apologize. I messed up. And so, you know, this is your, uh, you know, socially awkward white boy saying bye bye <laughs>